0: And I'm Beth I'm Paul This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood And decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds Paul, what are we talking about? We're talking about some- Jaws We're talking about Jaws Do you have a bad synopsis?
1: I do I don't know how good this is But
0: Well, it's supposed uh, to be bad, right?
1: Very simply, <sighs> Two guys go fishing with their surly grandpa
0: <laughs> <laughs> With a surly grandpa figure
1: Right Quint's a good surly grandpa.
0: Sure, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So, yes, we're talking about Jaws and Surly Grandpa, uh, mm-hmm. released on June 20th, the day before my birthday, coincidentally. Uh, 1975, not I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Directed by Steven Spielberg. Wait, wait, wait,
1: hold up. Uh, did you just say 1975? I, I thought did say we were 1975. A show about the
0: 80s and 90s. Yes, tell uh, everybody why we made the decision to do Jaws.
1: Because it's our fucking show. We can do what Cause, we want. Yes,
0: because it's our show. We do what we want. Because um, it's summertime, and we thought it would be a good summertime movie. And it's mm-hmm. timeless, right? Huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So directed by Steven Spielberg. It's a John Williams joint.
1: It is a John Williams. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, it was written by Peter Benchley, who wrote the book, and Carl Gottlieb. Uh, it stars Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss. The Rotten Tomato score, you want to guess...
1: Of which one, the critic? Crit- I'm gonna yeah. guess like upper nineties,
0: ninety freaking eight.
1: All right, yeah,
0: in the shit, and then a ninety percent audience score. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your experience of Jaws?
1: I didn't have much of experience of Jaws. I had, I think, I saw this movie. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I only saw it once through in its entirety, like one time, and then have seen clips. And also, it's just this is one of those movies that's just part of like cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like you just know the music, for instance, because it's John Williams and he's amazing, and the music is absolutely timeless. And like you can say the music to anybody, and they know what you're talking about. And I wasn't. And, and if
0: you were gonna quote say the music to da-na, anybody,
1: theaters, right. <laughs> and how many times like were you swimming with friends, right? And you just started going dun dun, dun, dun. And, and and like everybody knows that you're you're a shark now and you're gonna hold over. I'm a shark and, now. <laughs> yeah. That's just how that goes. So what you, was had your different, you
0: had different games as a kid than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I would say similar. I'm sure that I saw it all the way through at some point, but I've also seen, you know, bits and pieces and chunks of it. I know we both have obnoxious cats right now. But
1: <laughs> I think your cat just called my cat over. Or I think she
0: did. Cat communication through this uh, <laughs> video chat. <laughs> um, same as you, though. Like you know, seen it around. It is in the zeitgeist. It is in the culture. Like yeah. I actually not that long ago, but not for this, had watched like a documentary on it because it's on a lot of the lists of things. Yeah. You know, and I like to watch the lists of things and and watch the documentaries. So I I mean, but I hadn't seen it in a million years. So rewatching it was was a
1: trip
0: uh are you ready for two trivias and a lie sure all right so uh jaws was the highest grossing film until the release of star wars in 1977 the main animatronic shark was referred to on the set as joshua like j-a-w joshua uh the shooting of the film was plagued with so many issues the crew started calling the film flaws
1: oh man i thought i knew this until the last one I am pretty sure that the first one is true about Star Wars dethroning it. What did you say? Flaws?
0: Flaws and Joshua.
1: <laughs> See, okay. I am per- I think that the second one is the fiction because I thought that the animatronic shark was named Bruce.
0: So there are three animatronic sharks. Just oh,
1: shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> flaw. <sighs>
0: Was there problems? I'll say I'm
1: gonna still <laughs> stick with the second one being the fiction. I I don't think it was Joshua. So that one's the wrong you one.
0: You are correct.
1: Uh
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. So uh, yes, the main the, the shark was referred to as Bruce, and Bruce was his lawyer.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that part of you it. Spielberg's lawyer. <laughs> That's awesome. was like.
0: correct. And the animatronic shark was referred to as Bruce, not Joshua, but Joshua's funny, right?
1: <laughs> yeah Joshua's pretty good that's better than bruce although it's his lawyer him. that, that I mean, yeah like... i think
0: that's pretty because i can feel like his lawyer is just walking around going and i don't know why i imagine it as a lawyer from jurassic park but i do so anyway yeah. Yeah. uh okay i have more fun facts so this was shot mostly on martha's vineyard uh it was the first major motion picture to be shot in the ocean and resultingly was a complete shit show mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so the art department had three mechanical sharks and because, and I'll get to, I don't know, my notes are kind of funny, but I'll get to it. They were such a shit show that then it ended up being that it, they mostly had to suggest the presence of the sharks. Like in the original idea was to show them a lot more, but because it oh. was so, they they were just so terrible <laughs> that they ended up having to kind of go with the more, they call it the more like Hitchcockian and Oh, okay. Way of suggesting it, so you know retrospectively, like Spielberg kind of pats himself on the back that it was very like Hitchcockian and suspenseful, especially with John Williams' music, but. Definitely, they anticipated having many more shark faces in here, and it just didn't work out. So it was adapted from the book, like I said, by Peter Benchley. So Spielberg said that when he first read the novel, he found himself rooting for the shark because the human characters were so unlikable. (laughs) And so when he talked about taking this on, he decided that he wanted to keep some of the source material, but basically only stay super true to the end to the ending part, and not like the whole beginning part was more character development that they kind of wrote for the movie, and they I cut never out read all the these. Book.
1: Have you read the book?
0: No, It's another cut...
1: librarian thing. Where yeah, we but need it's to definitely
0: the... not my flavor. No, um, yeah. and eventually regrets giving sharks such a bad name. Actually,
1: <laughs> oh really? Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, but they cut out a lot of subplots, including a no- the novel's adulterous affair between Ellen Brody and Matt Hooper. <laughs> Yeah. So he said he feared it would compromise camaraderie between the men on the orca. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so in casting it, they wanted to avoid too big, too many big names or too many big stars. He felt that he wanted like a, somewhat anonymous people, um, so that the audience would believe this was happening to real people. And stars bring so many like impressions along with them that it could corrupt the story, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. So he said that he wanted the superstar of the movie to be the shark. um the role of brody was offered to robert duvall but the actor was interested in playing quint and then charlton heston wanted to be in it but spielberg spielberg was like no you're too like you're too famous and your persona is not right for like the police chief of a small town (laughs) can you imagine yeah right um so here are some of the problems they had filming so Because they were on the open ocean and it hadn't really been done before, like unwanted sailboats drifted into the frame, the cameras got wet, the orca started to sink uh, with everybody on board. (laughs) Um, And so the prop sharks frequently malfunctioned. So they had one that was like the whole body of it. And it sort of was like, um, not on wheels, but it was like the bottom of it was what helped them move it. So it was kind of hollow on the bottom. And then they had each side, like a left view and a right view with the Mm -hmm. other side open to the animatronics. So they just stunk to high heaven and they malfunctioned all the time because the non absorbent neoprene foam that was their skin was not non absorbent and it like soaked up liquid. The, the sharks like ballooned and rotted Oof, and smelled. Nice. They would get tangled in seaweed. Um, I guess Gottlieb was nearly decapitated by one of the boat's propellers. Dreyfus got stuck in the steel cage and everybody was seasick the whole time.
1: Nice. <laughs> So I Spielberg- did see when we, like, as a family, we took a vacation, and I think it was in second grade, and we went to, you know, like, Disney World and all, like, Universal Studios and all sure. that, and I forget which one had it, but, like, the, one of the tours we went on, you know, you're in the little car train Yeah, thing, yeah. Was it, like, I the drive-
0: Hollywood? There was, like, an old know. Hollywood ride.
1: MGM? Be- one of those parks had, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're driving by, and then the shark pops out, so it's, like, yeah, the giant j- yeah. shark. And, they, and I feel like we went to a show where it was like the Jaws show at mm-hmm. the
0: time. I think there used to be a ride.
1: Yeah.
0: Spielberg calculated that during a 12-hour workday, probably only four hours were actually spent filming. Because <laughs> mm. it was supposed to take 55 days. It took 159.
1: Holy crap.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a complete shit show. He thought he was going to be ruined as a director. <laughs> The film was said to have caused a single case of cinematic neurosis in a 17 year old female viewer. Want to guess what that is?
1: What? Cinematic,
0: cinematic neurosis.
1: I don't know. What does that mean?
0: It is a condition in which viewers exhibit mental health disturbances or worsening of an existing mental health disturbance after viewing a film.
1: Okay. So
0: this poor broad started having anxiety and nightmares and then was just running around screaming, sharks! Oh, jeez. Yeah. Several decades after the film's release, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kittner, walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kittner sandwich on the menu. She commented that she had played his mother so many years ago and the owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her. It was none other then Jeffrey Voorhees, who had played her son.
1: Ah, yeah, nice. That's cool.
0: Yeah, uh, according to Spielberg, the prop arm where they find Chrissy's body, the the prop arm looked too fake, so they buried a bitch in the ground and had <laughs> her arm sticking out. I was like, that's bananas.
1: I played under. I I played buried girl yeah. number one I in. the Josh.
0: arm, and the then arm. I had a straw. <laughs> like I guess. <laughs> When composer John Williams originally played the score for Spielberg, he laughed and was like, "Ha ha, that's funny, John. But what did you really have in mind for the theme?" Really? (laughs) Yeah. And he said, "He said later, you know, the movie would only have been half as successful if it didn't have such a great score." No
1: joke. It's John Williams. Absolutely. the hell up and do what he says.
0: I have Paul's (laughs) retroactively defending 1974 John Williams. So to segue into our notes, that's my first note is, Motherfucker, it's John Williams!
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's uh, Yeah, that's my first note too. The and music my, is so good.
0: Yeah. My next note is, sexy leg in the moonlight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sexy leg in the moonlight. My next note was just, wow, the haircuts.
0: So I like watched this. Normally I watch them pretty close to the time we're recording. And I watched this maybe like a week and a half ago. And I think I've entirely forgotten it. So looking at my notes is a real trip. <laughs>
1: This dude must be super drunk because he falls down. Oh yeah, a lot. he can't.
0: He, he's like, I got this. I can handle this. He can't. He's and <laughs> no. he's. There's no way this dude's gonna be able to bone it out, which is where he thinks he's going, <laughs> right. because he can't stand. <laughs> right, That's
1: what I right. Poor Chrissy. Poor I do Chrissy. think the shot, like the shot from underneath of her from the shark's viewpoint, yeah. is mm-hmm. so recognizable as a thing. Yeah. That just a cultural.
0: Oh, Dang. makes you feel so vulnerable and creeped.
1: Yeah. Like, it's, it's,
0: yeah, that's my note, this poor girl. So to do that. She
1: gets she, dragged back in. like,
0: she doesn't she, just get
1: eaten and pulled under. Right. She's like whipped around in the so water they, a whole bunch.
0: To film this. So she, they hired her like almost first because she was um, a stunt person and actress. And she was also willing to be nude, which is, mm-hmm. there's that. They, like, put her in a harness, and they attached, like, 300-pound weights and, like, were pulling her from side to side to, like, oh. keep her up and down. And I'm, like, A, that sounds like a recipe for murder. mm mm-hmm. um, And anyway, yeah, so she – it was, like, super violent, <laughs> like, how they did that. Yeah, it was. Um, which and you know, reading about it gives me the creeps. I'm like, there wasn't a better way to do that, guys. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. My next note is their weight. He's like waking up and his boxers. Woof. <laughs> uh,
1: I, don't, that's, I, I don't. I don't have anything. Oh, you about his boxers. I didn't they're notice. They are
0: threadbare and ill-fitting.
1: <laughs> okay. Well. The
0: fucking seventies, man. Maybe
1: they're supposed to be. That was a conscious decision by the costumer to make him look like. To look him I, like a saggy bottom. Yeah. This I was know.
0: before people wore boxer briefs. <laughs> Public service announcement: Don't wear ill-fitting threadbare boxers. Wear goddamn boxer briefs like a grown-up.
1: Yep, yep. I uh, do like his truck. I'm not a truck person in general. I'm not a big fan of trucks in general, but his convertible truck is pretty cool.
0: Oh, okay. I don't. I don't remember that at all.
1: <laughs> see, you see you, we see different things. We, we do different see different
0: things. <laughs> <laughs> Gross yeah. crabs on her body. That was my ne- <laughs> my next note. Yeah. Just that old lady. I wrote karateing the fences. I don't know why I wrote that. Somebody <laughs> doing karate in the fences. I was drunk when I took these, I will also tell you.
1: Mm, good work. They go to the parade. This is okay. the most random parade in the world. And they're like <laughs> having a conversation in the parade. Like yes, they, yes. They're, they're like in the middle of the parade talking to each other about how bad this is.
0: Oh, now I know. I wrote old lady, her voice. That's his wife, huh? She looks like a real old broad the first time he's here. Yeah. I don't understand 70s style like at no. all in this like no. cuz I'm sure she's like totally young and lovely but for some reason in that first shot I'm like who's this broad? Yeah. yeah. And then they immediately assume it's a shark so the beach is closed which seems mm-hmm. You know, wise.
1: Right, but what? Brody Brody doesn't get it because he's a New York cop. And he right. And understand. so my
0: favorite thing is that this posse of of bro assholes get yep. they they ride their car on the ferry just to like threaten J- him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and they're then like, then, okay, take me back now. <laughs>
0: Also, never compare me to the mayor in Jaws. Mm-hmm. That was from yep. our Patreon episode that's called "Lady Ghostbusters." Lady Ghostbusters! So, <laughs> Ghostbusters! Answer, answer the, the call. call, yes. Fucking Paul, See? yes. So uh, subscribe to Patreon if you want to hear us talk about that because it was real good. Mm-hmm. Our episode was real good. I don't know, the movie was okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, do, I, I also like the '70s swimming suits that they're all Absolutely.
0: wearing. Absolutely, yeah. and like my next one is like holy balls—they forced the doctor to change the autopsy. Mm-hmm. Like they just threaten, like that's just a thing we're doing, and so then like every person after this, every person in the water, I think, is gonna get ate. So I'm watching yeah. it and I'm going, oh no, the dog! <laughs> like I'm so worried, and then I'm worried. I think the dog like,
1: does get eaten, right? Because he's, a, he's like so. calling for the dog.
0: I definitely wrote, oh no, the dog! Exclamation point twice.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think the dog <laughs> got eaten,
0: and then. The kid, then that's his kid. You're telling me he thinks it's a shark, and he fucking let his kid go in the water with she his, like, some weird boozy decisions. wife, yeah. like, sitting on the thing, like, sunning herself, and nobody...
1: What yeah, he makes some weird decisions about his kid.
0: Yeah, and then my, no- my notes are like, oh, no, because the, the mom is, like, panicking. And I'm sure we've talked about this before. Like, I'm immediately imagining my reaction in a situation where I'm worried about my kid like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these seven- 70s glasses, <laughs> ladies.
1: Did you – are you two the old dude yet, Bad Hat Harry?
0: I'm not there yet, uh, because then I was in my notes making a drunk comparison to all these idiots and (laughs) 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 anti-maskers. So there's that. Yeah, because then the closing, they had that whole fight, right? we are closing the beaches and everyone, everyone loses their mind. So yeah, now Nail's on a chalkboard and he gets their attention, right? That's, is that Quint?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. All those ladies, though. Can we take a minute to talk about those 70s ladies with their glasses and their, like, gross hair?
1: I mean, do you want to talk about them? I don't have anything to say I about just
0: them. find it crazy that that was the whole style. Like, what were we going for there? <laughs> well, what were we going for with those crazy glasses? It's important I, to me to know. I couldn't
1: tell you. I couldn't yeah, tell you.
0: It's, that's a whole lot. What is this fucking guy eating? What is he eating? Quint.
1: I don't know. So $10,000, $10, he's going to
0: kill him. And then I'm like, I'm going to assume that he has some sort of qualifications we don't know about.
1: He's an old salty sea dog. That's his qualifications. Like, you're supposed old, to know that.
0: Salty sea dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm put that on my it. resume. Okay. Yeah, but you, That's your you...
0: shark killing qualification. Yeah, and also just clearly. being louder than everybody. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> like sharks how do they work nobody knows like (laughs) what they're doing like like yeah
1: he studies up Brody studies up
0: yes yes he he studies up she sees a shark eating the boat idiots on a rowboat thinking they're gonna kill this with like a with like what like a roast they have like a chuck roast and they're gonna (laughs) i don't know um that chain pulls the whole dock off it does the fuck
1: you just like, this whole movie is just waiting. Like the, the horror of this movie is just the suspense, right? It's the anticipation. Right. Because you know there's a murder the shark. Like,
2: know, right. There's a murder yeah. shark.
1: You don't know who's going to get eaten and who's not. And the whole movie is just... So like, if there had been more shots of the shark... This movie would have been worse. Like, the yes. whole point yes. of it is who's going to get eaten and when. Yeah, the and- whole
0: time you're just low key concerned that, like, yeah. it's going to get you in the bathroom. Like, right. I don't know why you think it's going to, like, <laughs> it's like everywhere. Like, oh no, Jaws. Like,
1: <laughs> right. at one point. Bro, I think it's Brody. Else, everybody out, and everyone on the beach rushes God into me. the water.
0: I was so worried that somebody was because well, we are trying to get their kids right, and like well,
1: they get eaten. I think at that. Yes, point.
0: and like somebody gets like trampled. Someone tramples Grandpa because they like.
1: Yeah. Right. They're all like, oh, yeah.
0: fucking dummies! Everybody's I, a dummy. I
1: to, I actually looked up after this where this was filmed because I guess I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. But Me I've either. been on the Atlantic a lot. Uh, I mean, relatively a lot. We go over a year. But the waters are so calm. I couldn't believe how calm everything was when they were swimming and stuff. It looked like a lake. Did, I don't right. know. Right.
0: Do you think they, like, shut down travel in order to film this? I would assume that they would have, know. like, put some, like, markers up to not have know. people write in the shots. But...
1: Like, could you, maybe people, like, summering there could just be extras on the...
0: Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. is not Martha's Vineyard, like where rich people hang out?
1: I think that's what it's known for, but...
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. So then Richard Dreyfuss shows up, and there's okay, all these on. idiots. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. You're
1: so I have to say, the the Bad Hat Harry is like... A, that's some Bad Hat Harry. That's like Wait, I don't even line. remember
0: where that is. Where do they say that?
1: He's the, this, the old dude who comes and talks to Brody on the beach when he's standing on the beach. Yeah. Like, at everything. This old dude has some serious boobs. Did you not notice the boobs on this old dude?
0: No. What oh dude?
1: That... Bad Hat Harry. Okay. So Bad Hat Harry is also a famous line. And yes. like Brian Singer started his whole career with or, what a production company or whatever is Bad yes, Hat the pr- Harry. The
0: production company is Bad Hat Harry. Yes.
1: But like the guy, Harry, Harry who has the bad hat on is like this. Just look up a picture of actual Harry. Jesus Christ.
0: All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bad hat Harry. I'm. I almost typed bad hat Harry boobs. I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, you could probably. Let's see.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, those are breasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I guess I just blocked that out. Like I was. One even... ear is out. Uh huh. Like what is it? It's like a swim cap. Is that what we're?
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not great.
1: Like I want. These like, are the perils gonna... of
0: aging. I guess.
1: Some bad hat Harry. That's
0: anyway, there's a, a good line. And there's this, there's this, in this picture, there's this, like, boozy wife in the background with the hat and the glasses, and she's she's checking them out. She's like, hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure this movie is just a whole, like, an indictment of small-town politics and capitalism, right? Like,
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the real shark, Paul.
1: That's the real shark. That's the real monster.
0: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. All these people time, are dreadful.
1: Yeah, they are. Right, he's,
0: he's the real monster as well. <laughs> No, all I'm, these people are terrible. They totally don't give a shit. They're like, but the tourism, but our businesses.
1: The kid's dead, and this dude makes a joke about a cashier getting a that reward cash or check or something. They've literally just said, like, yeah. this kid got eaten. He's like, okay, but cash or check. I don't think finger fingernails on a chalkboard actually sound like that. No, um,
0: no. We can talk about that more in our next episode.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, stay tuned. Um, stay
0: tuned. That was, uh, was I also a, like,
1: like the line want to get drunk and fool around
0: <laughs> yeah that's my that's my foreplay in life like a
1: and fool around. <laughs> so right here you mentioned you I am Hooper I, I keep writing in my notes just music like the music <laughs> the music I also have a note that says not thinking about COVID parallels <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't you can't
1: I don't, Beth. I don't know if you saw it, but our, on Twitter, you were called out. Oh, um, yes! About so, we have Hooper showing up here. Yeah, Richard Dreyfuss, and you were called out. I didn't watch the thing.
0: I didn't. I didn't watch the thing either, and I meant to watch it today before we recorded. Should we pause and I watch it sure. so I can? Yeah, stay? just watch it. I'll, right. I'll watch
1: it too if I can find it.
0: Richard Dreyfus <sighs> was a snack in the seventies. That's what's
1: called out on Twitter.
0: By former guest TJ, and right? Former
1: guest TJ. Because,
0: okay, so we all acknowledge that I'm a horny idiot. <laughs> um, and what? And we'll post it. We'll, like, whatever. He sent a video that was a video of these two lovely girls singing a song with ukuleles about how Richard Dreyfus was a snack in the 70s. Yep. Here's my ruling on this. Literally, I do not want to fuck anybody in this movie. But if I have to pick somebody, it's Richard Dreyfus. Like okay. that, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. That the like the giant like seventies poofy afro and the beard. It's not like my top look or anything. <laughs> but like, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. Not, so not, not bad.
1: Not dreamy. Not a snake. Just yeah, not
0: bad. I wouldn't go snack, but okay. I don't want to make out with anyone else. So if, I, if Richard Dreyfuss said, "Hey, you want to get drunk and fool around?" I'd be like, "Yeah, man, fine, it's fine, all right." Probably that sexy leg in the beginning I liked better, but she died.
1: Oh, okay. I probably yeah. would have
0: rather gone skinny dipping with her, to be <laughs> completely honest. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Richard so Dreyfuss they, shows up. They yeah. think they caught it. It's not the right shark, obviously.
1: Hey, so here's a fun fact. That was a real dead shark. Did you read that?
0: From Florida. They were like, oh, that's fine. We just found this. And it was like,
1: they brought it to Martha's Vineyard and it was like decomposing and smelling. Gross.
0: Everything smelled awful on this set. It was a big, smelly fish armpit, this whole set.
1: I read that the eternal organs were like falling down inside of it towards the mouth. Like,
0: nope. Yeah. Gross. Gross. And. They're having this whole argument on the dock where the mayor's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. And they're like, mm, it's definitely not the right thing. This is like an easy to figure out thing. Right. And they like, don't, I part of me wanted to see him just do it right on the dock to be an asshole because mm-hmm. what's stopping him from doing so. Like, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, but instead they sneak in in the middle of the night. Oh, but the grieving mom shows up and she smacks the shit out of him.
1: Right. You feel awful for that mom, right? It's
0: terrible. <laughs> So, yeah, how does the delay, like, they could just they could just take it in private. Like, why do they delay the cutting it open? I was so I mad about know. it. I wrote, like, 12 notes about it.
1: The dead shark literally has arrows sticking out of it. I like that there was apparently yeah. some guy who was like, hey, I'm going to get the reward with my bow and arrow. I'm going to find this shark.
0: <laughs> right, right. So he comes over to dinner, like, give us a kiss oh give us a kiss why because i need it Ew! i
1: don't like it yep uh i i wrote at this point i think it's really kind of funny and maybe kind of ironic that in the movie right they're complaining about like the mayor's big point is oh no we can't we have to tell people we caught it it's all done because you know people won't come here and spend their money Right? Sure. That's this big thing. But the making of this movie probably had like it a huge impact. Absolutely. On did.
0: I read that as a fact. So in, two ironic, different places. Like, so in two different places, they were like, this actually caused a huge, like notable decrease in people buying like the package vacations that they yeah. would get at time." Like, absolutely. Absolutely did. Um, so anyway, for some reason, Hooper shows up for dinner and they are drinking actual grape juice. They're like, oh, we we have wine, and I'm like, that's grape juice. Uh, it just I, Brody like just
1: pours half the bottle into his beer glass. <laughs> he sure nice. does. <laughs>
0: um, why did they move there if he hates water? I don't. I, I didn't I don't get that either. Yeah. Yeah.
1: but more importantly, Hooper's outfit. Is jeans, a jean shirt, and a jean jacket. So, did you get the uh, Canadian
0: tuxedo (laughs) denim, Dan?
1: Are we this look back anytime soon? I I I wear that
0: every day. Ah. That's a lie, Fox. (laughs) I'm never wearing jeans again in my life. No. No, I only wear leggings now.
1: I've always hated jeans. I don't. That's people are always like, oh, it's work. jeans day. Everybody wants to wear jeans. I don't get the appeal of jeans.
0: Nope. I can do anything. I'm the chief of police. Really, no? Because <laughs> if you could, then you would have shut down the fucking beach.
1: <laughs> You're the mayor of Shark City.
0: Why oh. is it milk inside? Like, why when they open it, does like hot smelly milk pour on <laughs> that?
1: That's what's sh- inside all sharks. Sharks Gross. are just full of milk.
0: Gross. hmm Yeah. He drunk talks about why he moved there and then he says, do you want a pretzel? I don't know. Are you rich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. yeah. So that's what makes Richard Dreyfus a snack, those girls think. No, I'm
1: kidding. Oh, okay.
0: I just, that was very good. Are you rich? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Yep. So, like, what's their plan? I don't know what their plan is here. They just, like, get on the boat to, like, dick around. I don't know. There's a fucking yeah. wetsuit. Is he high in that wetsuit? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't, I don't know.
1: You mean when they're going out at night, and he's like, "I need to see the the."
0: Yeah, boat. he's like, "Oh, yeah. I think it would be cool to like jump in the water while I know there's a murder shark and try to like investigate yeah, he's in the so
1: dark." Confident that in his knowledge, yeah, of sharks hate sharks.
0: confidence. I mean, right. everybody knows that,
1: right? They smell fear. If you just
0: believe they fear it. <laughs> they fear it. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. he sees the fucking. He finds a fucking hole in the boat with a sharp tooth, and my notes are just like, "Get on, of the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And then dead. F- <laughs> He sees the dead face pop up and I actually like I actually think I shit myself. Like I actually yelled. <laughs> like I was like, get out. Yeah. So that was cool. But you're right, the shark was afraid of his confidence. So yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. you fine. And then there's the whole diatribe about how sharks are like the perfect engine. They're an eating machine. Uh-huh. They swim, eat, and make little sharks. I'm like, yep. say say swim eat, fuck. Don't you don't have to. <laughs> That beach is horrifyingly packed. Even it is. If- well, they
1: have that whole scene of like they're they're opened up, right? He uncloses yeah. all the beaches, and it's like, what is it? The Fourth of July? Is that what it's time yeah. for? Mm-hmm,
2: um, mm-hmm. And
1: all the people. I do kind of like going back to the seventies for this movie just to see the fashion, because you get to see that shot of like everybody coming off the boat in their different outfits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, that was a couple cool. Times because I like because you know I focus more on details for this watch and stuff right. and to to just go back and be like.
0: So yeah. here is my thing. Everyone is on the beach terrified. And then they get, like, peer pressured to go in and they send their goddamn kid.
1: Right. Fuck
0: off into the sun. That is not what you would do. That's not what you would do. You'd be like, I guess I'll go dick around for a minute to, like, encourage. You wouldn't be like, hey, little Timmy, let's go into the murder water. Like, you wouldn't do that. I don't know. Yep. And there's no way I'm letting anybody I like go. Like, there's no. no So then- so that Wait, never is con- this the
1: part where they, he's like, hey, go sail your boat in the in the the pond? What does he say? Is that this part?
0: Yeah, I wrote the pond, oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: because he's like, hey, the pond won't be dangerous. And I'm like, oh, clearly he's like, oh, we, it's not connected or anything. The shark just goes, like, why it would you think be, it just goes in there? I don't right. get it.
0: and then, like, yeah, so that's the thing. Neighbor. And they're, they're like, oh, my God, just God the, the kids are there. From, right. Uh, so then they decide they're going to go on a boat to murder Mm-hmm. The giant shark with like a big fishing pole, basically. And there is no way I'm letting my husband, who is afraid of water, he's
1: who is terrified,
0: I, there's no universe, he's not going to be helpful. Like, and he's going to get eight. Like, there's no universe in which this is why I could never be married to anybody who would do that kind of like law enforcement type of human. Like, not a chance. But, but Okay,
1: Mad respect to Brody, who's like legit. Phobia level terrified of just being on a boat and still does no, it. Still no, does It's his job. We shouldn't have that job. Stom.
0: It's it's well, done. It's all it's, done. it is dumb that he's, dead. Dead. he's.
1: He's he's dumb. Like, why did he take that job in the first <laughs> place? But he feels <laughs> like he's got to punch a shark. Like, fuck. A punch a shark. <sighs> Uh, I do have to say this as a, as a note. Uh, Quint, over the course of, I think, the back half of this movie, I don't remember exactly when he starts, but when he decides things are going wrong, he starts singing farewell. That song, again,
0: yeah.
1: To you, Spanish Ladies, which I had not remembered that this song was in this movie at all. No, like, me neither. From, from way long ago when I saw this, but I know this song now because of previously indicated my son. Your the kid
0: loving sea C- C- T- T- <laughs> shanty.
1: And like, I know the words to this song. Like, I'm like, holy crap, that's a real song. It was, it's an actual, like, you know, old sailor song. And he's singing it in this weird, like, oh, we're all going to die way. He sure is. And I got to say this, because I know this song, I know that partway through, John Williams pulls the melody for that song into the score of this movie. And it's brilliant. Yes. Yes, he does. It's amazing. That's amazing. It's just amazing. Amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they seriously try to catch it with a giant fishing pole and yes. then you're going to need a bigger boat.
1: Yep. You're going to need a bigger boat. That's another line that's just kind of in.
0: Yeah. So that's a line that I've heard like 900 times. Like that's like a zeitgeist like, in the cultural knowledge mm-hmm. kind of line. It doesn't like land for me in the movie. Like the way that like, I guess cause I've heard it so many times when I heard it yeah. in the movie, I was like, Oh, <laughs> um, they had to like re dub <laughs> that like they wanted that line to land so bad that when they like did a screen test or whatever when they Mm -hmm. like screened it for audiences people screamed so loud because of the shark business that they had to like wait an extra beat and like Uh. put the volume up so that the audience could hear the line I don't know man this this is fucking fucking shark He's got a barrel in him. They shoot him. There's a barrel in it. Like
1: there's there's so much here, though. I actually think the so the ocean part with just the three of them, like the part two of this movie, is the definitely the better part of this movie.
0: Where the three of them are on the boat together. Just
1: the three of them on the boat. There's nobody else. They're just out on the open ocean. There's no.
0: So like they're all unlikable though, right? Like
1: absolutely (laughs) all unlikable. They do not get along.
0: So this is the part where the movie loses me a little bit because I don't have time to sit with three unlikable white dudes on a boat, like, fishing. There's, like, I the don't moment where time. they're sort of
1: bonding. They're sort of right. bonding about their scars and their right. stories and stuff, and but they're not actually. I actually uh, read that Dreyfus didn't like, oh, uh, what's his name?
0: They were having like, a... Like they didn't actually like yeah, each other Yeah, they didn't like each other. Life. Correct.
1: The te- I, I mean, it's good because it's like they're out there to do this thing, but... There's so much tension and they hate each other. Plus, Quint is just a maniac. He's just crazy.
0: I do like, so they're talking about their war wounds and he, um, Snack Richard Dreyfus opens up his shirt and Brody goes, you're wearing a sweater. And like literally in my head, I went, he got a fucking sweater. And I literally like (laughs) said it in my head and then he said it and I was like, yes. And then he says, she broke my heart. And I'm like, you're the fucking cheesiest on earth. (laughs) I don't know Then he talks about the thing. Black eyes, dolls,
1: eyes. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> he talking, talking about, about the USS
0: Indianapolis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's um, right. I mean, he's kind of yes, right.
0: no, they're terrified. Listen, I get they it. They say,
1: show me the way to go home. They like, do,
0: they do. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you see the meteor behind Brody's head?
0: Yes, that was real.
1: That's awesome. Like, yeah, I, that, they had to be looking at it and be like, we are the luckiest idiots on the yeah, world. Yeah, they're like, the
0: oh, planet. that's not like a thing. That was a real thing that happened. <laughs> So why does he – like, then they're – you know, whatever. They're out there. He beats out the radio. I wrote holy balls. He busts yeah, that's out the what, radio. that's the
1: point where I just was like, he's just insane, right? He's, he's just like, insane. Now he's
0: doing the, like – It's the, the Moby Dick Melville thing. Melville Moby Dick thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's you
1: know. what I wrote. Too. Like, is it supposed to be that he's just crazy and obsessed now? Or I didn't – I mean, that came out of nowhere, sort of, I do A lot like, of Bye. the rest
0: of my notes are just me writing holy balls. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I was, you know, enjoying – there was a lot of tension. This I Truly. Was, it-
1: the cage was awful. I hated the cage. Ooh, yeah. he goes, and plus because they're shooting like out of the cage, you can't see the bars in front of the camera. You just see the shark coming. Yeah, at it yeah. Stuff. Like, so you as the viewer just see the shark. You, you don't like have none of the safety of. I mean, it destroys the cage anyway. But right,
0: right. Like I, yeah. like I can't. I don't know. I the whole thing. Like again, stupid. Just stupid. There has to be a better way. <laughs> like, so yeah, and then he drops. The He's down there for two seconds and he drops the poison pokey. Like,
1: what the fuck? poison (laughs) pokey.
0: Like, I'm not, listen, I'm just clearly not brave. Like, I would not be doing that in any universe. But also, if you are going to have enough, you know, whatever, gumption to get yourself in a wetsuit and in the shark cage, probably try to hold on to that thing a little better. (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's your only goal. And now. He
1: does a good job hiding, then. Yeah, the so the cage, the
0: cage comes up empty, and they're all like Jesus, and then <laughs> like the fucking a distra- shark, the shark, yeah, just, just <laughs>
1: taking out the boat.
0: It's like, like I, I'm fine. I'm out of the water now. I got you. I grew. I can breathe. I
1: think part of the whole thing at the end is they're like, this is not ordinary behavior. This is some kind of crazy smart shark that gets what's thing. happening.
0: So do we never find out like why this is a super murder shark?
1: Because that so. is not
0: normal shark behavior.
1: No, they say that a couple times. I right. think.
0: And this is why Brody felt <laughs> <So> bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Quint getting eaten. I was pretty yeah, awful. Yeah, that's
0: what it was like. Holy shit! His feet. Like he really gets. Yep. He really gets ate.
1: He doesn't even get, like, a last shot in or any. I mean, he uh-uh, no. with a knife or he's just, like, eaten.
0: No, he, he just gets eaten. He really
1: doesn't do anything to help. His death serves no purpose. Yeah,
0: he's like, this is fine. I'm just... <laughs> right, right. Like, if he would have, like, you know, like, you're thinking, like, the end of uh, fucking Independence Day where he goes up and, he like, explodes with his death yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right?
1: Like, quick could have. oh, I, I'm holding on to this canister that you shoot at. Right, so right, place. No. Like, He does nothing. No, he just gets... Chowed up.
0: I wrote "Holy balls again." Here, smile, you son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) Smile, you son of a bitch. Yep. The music and yeah. So uh, then they just paddle.
0: They like paddle home.
1: Yep. There is no denouement at all.
0: That's exactly what I wrote. I'm like, this is the most uneventful ending of of all time. They just they murder face this shark. They their boat sinks, they have to paddle home. No one is waiting for them. You feel like right. his wife just went back home to make potato salad and she's just right. not paying attention <laughs> oh, anymore? Well. Yep, yep. She's just drinking. They like, don't know whatever. where they
1: are, right? Because he smashed the radio. They were supposed to be back like that evening, and they've been out the whole like twenty four hours or whatever.
0: If I'm anybody tacitly involved in this, any one of these wives, any one of these whatever, if that's my cousin, I'm panicking and waiting. At, like I'm sending out like boats to go look for yeah, them. Why? Like, that's
1: what I don't understand. Why the they were radio supposed to be got back.
0: smashed? Why would they not have sent other people yeah, out to look for
1: that's them? That's what I don't get. Their the whole community is. Anticipating something happening from this like super shark hunt. There is a wind.
0: murder shark on the loose, so and we sent yes. three idiots we in sat one three boat.
1: Three idiots on a boat, and they are not back when they're supposed to be back, and they're not answering the radio anymore because the crazy dude smashed it. There's nobody who even cares that they're out there, and That's they're within crazy. sight of land at the end.
0: Yes! That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. how is that a thing where there's not like there's this any huge explosion
1: thing? just offshore and <laughs> just like I nobody. feel like they're eating
0: lunch and they're like, huh, weird. And then they yeah. just keep like, what yeah. the fuck?
1: But I so I kinda like the fact that it just sort of ends like that. Because movies do not usually have the guts to just be like, and life goes on and there's no resolution and nothing happens. I sort of like that. I gotta be honest. I
0: mean, I just sat there kind of going, What the fuck? But like <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know i don't know i don't know that's bonkers to me that's so the end. it's just, the end. Uh, it's just the end that's just the end i ain't got shit else to say about it right hey nerds we're here with mj from let's jaws for a minute hi mj thanks for joining us hi how are you i'm good how are you i'm good so your podcast looks at jaws minute by minute uh meaning that each podcast episode is one minute of jaws so why jaws
2: jaws because it's one of the greatest films of all time i think it's really accessible from an analysis standpoint you know there's there's a lot on the surface obviously i guess ocean pun not intended but there's there's (laughs) a lot that you can pick up on really easily but then within those things you can really kind of like poke around them and explore and kind of live in in the the themes that are presented but they're easy to immediately kind of like you can watch the movie and like understand what it's about besides a shark.
0: What made you decide specifically Jaws? When did you kind of fall in love with it?
2: I fell in love with Jaws um around 2012 when the Blu-ray came out. It was, you know, as it, it wasn't a movie, it, it was a movie that I would seen as a child, but didn't really it didn't air a lot in America. One thing I'm learning about doing Let's Jaws for a minute and Sarah, my co-host, is based in the UK most of our guests are based in the UK. Okay. It's on It's on over there. Like, Shawshank Redemption is on over here.
0: <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, Shawshank is everywhere.
2: Yeah, Shawshank's on, like, every weekend. And Jaws is like that in the UK. But it's not on that often here. No, no.
0: That was our experience, too. We were like, we know we saw it, but we can't remember when. And- yeah. Yeah.
2: So being like a film nerd, when the the Blu-ray came out in 2012, there was this narrative surrounding it. Obviously, it's, you know, one of the perennial classics that's, you know, at the top of every list and has a special place in history for kicking off the blockbusters. But there was also this narrative about this really um, intensive restoration process to get it to the 1080p quality that went into just restoring the original master and, That was like a big reason to pick it up. So it was one of those things where it was like, I'm a film nerd. I know I've seen it, but I should probably, you know, watch it. And this sounds like the way to go because it had this, this big, like TLC restoration Mm -hmm. given to it. So I picked it up and immediately fell in love with it. Like It it just kind of hit me either at the right moment in my early twenties, late teens or There was something about it that just kind of like unlocked the movie for me where I was like, oh, this is one of the greatest films ever made. Like there's a reason why people are clamoring over this Blu-ray release. And the the Blu-ray looks incredible. It's such a good restoration.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I watched a little bit about them restoring it. So what's one thing that surprised you in doing the podcast?
2: That it works. (laughs) Um, it, It does not seem... I think on the surface, uh, like, it doesn't seem like it should work. It sounds like a crazy idea. This, um, you know, and we're certainly not the first Minute by Minute podcast. That, that that distinction goes to Star Wars Minute. But when you look at Star Wars and you look at the fan base over the years and there's nine movies now, six at the time they started the show, you go, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is, there's there's not Jaws conventions. Uh, <laughs> right, although by right, the end right. of our, our show, maybe there will be. But there, you know, there's there's Star Wars conventions. There's Star, Star Wars celebration was happening long before Disney took over the franchise. Sure, so, sure. You know, that's that's a that's a hardcore fan base. You don't see a lot of people cosplaying in conventions as characters from Jaws. Uh, no, I think mean, no. you've seen an uptick in it recently, which I love. But you know, it's not one of the go-to cosplay scenes the way Star Wars is. Like people are who love Jaws, love Jaws, but they're not like there's not. It's not sure. a sci-fi epic, you know, with all these roots in medieval fantasy and Kurosawa films and all these like very like well-known influences that you can go and explore Right. while you're doing a minute-by-minute breakdown. So the fact that, you know, each week we come away with an hour-long episode, we're like, eh, okay, it, it worked this time is, you know, it, it kind of feels like a tightrope walk. Uh, every time we sit down to record, we're like, is this going to be our first episode? where We're like, I don't know. They're on the water.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. But I, I feel like, you know, so I've listened to the first couple um episodes that you guys did. And it's interesting because... I we, sometimes Paul and I think that too, when we're starting a podcast like, Oh, what are we going to talk about? But when you really start thinking about it and talking about it, mm-hmm. if you're a passionate film nerd, you know, it, I think it just flows. And so um, that's really interesting. What's your favorite scene or a uh, minute so far?
2: Um, of the episodes we've done, the, the scene that I've really grown to appreciate a lot more is one that doesn't have a lot of bombast to it. Um, it's not one of the big spectacular sequences, um, but it's, it's the whole dinner scene where we start with, with, um, Sean and Martin Brody at the table and, and Sean and Martin are, or Sean's imitating Martin's, um, mannerisms and then Ellen comes in and then Hooper shows up just unannounced in his full denim outfit. Oh his yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, his
0: Canadian tuxedo.
2: Yeah. For
0: sure.
2: that's and, a look. Yeah, and Martin pours himself a tumbler of wine because just of the, a huge glass, yeah. Yeah, um, but that scene, like, you get a lot of sense of these characters, and it just feels really lived in. But it doesn't feel like it's wasting time. It's really economic in the way it uses the script, and then the blocking, and um, just the way the camera will focus on like Brody and Ellen, or and then Brody and Hooper, and like you get the interactions between these two characters, and you kind of see like you know. Brody and Ellen that's home Brody and then Brody and Hooper that's work Brody and right. now they're kind of sort of becoming one and the same and in a recent episode we actually noticed that in the uh the costuming they really like bring that home so after Michael gets it goes into shock and goes to the hospital yeah we're at the hospital with them and Brody is still wearing his uniform but he's wearing it kind of disheveled and it's unbuttoned and he's sure. got this gray undershirt on oh, underneath. Oh, you get
0: to see a little bit of that. Yeah.
2: And you can see like, oh, he would probably wear that like doing dad chores around the house, just like the gray t-shirt. So now like the because of this negligence on Larry Vaughn's end, mm-hmm. both of these worlds are one and the same. There's no separation between work Brody and home Brody now. Right, uh, right. This, this is a mission for both types of Brody now. Yeah. Um. So, and I think the seeds of that are planted in that scene. So that was one where I really, like, after we did, I think we did two episodes on that scene. One with the Sean a- aspect and one with the um, the Hooper aspect. And it was just really like, oh, this scene is so important to the rest of the film and just, like, right. overarching.
0: Kind of sets up a lot of the, like, relationships you see to come.
2: Yeah, like exactly. Hooper
0: and- yeah, that's really interesting. So when you think about the next generation of nerds, uh, when do you think is the best time to see Jaws for the first time?
2: I think... Late teens, probably, nowadays. Um, one, the movie is su- surprisingly scary and gory for a, a PG. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those ones where you're like, man, I can't believe that I didn't get an R rating, especially with, like, the, the severed legs and, like, Chrissy's arm and just, like, the right, attacks right. are really brutal. And they're actually cleaned up quite a bit from the book. But oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, book, the book sucks.
0: I was going to ask you, have you read it?
2: Yeah, I, I, sure. I read it. Um, The thing about the book, uh, to kind of follow that rabbit hole, the thing about the book is no Jaws fan will ever tell you to read the book. Like, I have never heard a single Jaws fan be like, oh, you have to read the book because the book sucks. But every Jaws fan, every hardcore Jaws fan, at some point in their Jaws fandom goes, I should probably read the book. I've never read the book. And then they read the book and they're like, oh my God, that's why I've never read the book. Like no one talks about it because it's terrible.
0: Oh, so that's so funny because, so Paul and I are librarians and we were library shaming each other that neither of us have ever read
2: just. it sucks it, it's not a
0: good book. so but I but I do a lot of like research and trivia and I had read a lot about the process of um, Spielberg and and adapting it and what mm-hmm. what he wanted to include and what he wanted to take out and you know the movie he was trying to make versus what the what the novel is and you might have heard this quote but he said something along the lines of you know the most likable character in the book is the shark you're rooting for the
2: shark yeah everyone sucks in the, in the <laughs> book like everyone's just like the worst type of person. And, like, yeah, it's, it's it's really funny, too, because Peter Benchley has a writing credit on the film, and he wrote yeah, the book. Right. And, you know, you, you read the book, and then you look at the film, and you go, which parts of these did Peter Benchley write? Because yeah. I don't think it's – and there's almost nothing I don't like about the movie. So it's, like, it's got to be the stuff I don't like because I don't like the book. It's,
0: I, I think you're right. And he had said something along the lines. Like, he had done a lot of it, and then there were many rewrites with hiring, you know, yeah. other – other people to come in and clean it up and polish it and all of that. And um, he kind of said like, yeah, I was basically just, you know, advising by the time, <laughs> by yeah. the time well, they were really, yeah.
2: He's in the movie and yeah. I, I love him in the movie. He plays this like super 1970s anchorman. Like right, he right. looks straight out of the movie anchorman with those lapels. He does. It's no joke. Yeah. And he, he, he has one of my favorite lines of the movies where, where he talks about um uh, a cloud has hung over this peaceful uh, island community. A cloud <laughs> in the shape of a killer shark. It's such a like 1970s Anchorman line.
0: I don't know how I didn't miss. That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> and that's the part I hope he wrote. I hope he wrote his own dialogue for that because it's it's real great.
0: I feel like I'd like to imagine that. In my head, that's what, how it went down. Yeah,
2: that's my um, headcanon, is that yeah, Peter eventually sure. wrote uh, A Cloud in the Shape of a Killer He just
0: ad-libbed it. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Oh, that's great. <laughs> What's a newer horror movie that you think follows in Jaws'
2: footsteps? Ooh, good question. Oh, my gosh. Let me pull up my letterbox here. Yeah. Uh, there was something semi-recently where I was like, hey, wait a minute, this is this is Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see.
0: It's hard. I mean, it's hard to pick your favorites. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there it was there was something that like I felt like had a big Jaws influence that I watched recently and I couldn't remember. I don't remember what it was. I'm not seeing it specifically here. I think one that came out this year that I really loved that it's it's I don't think it will have the staying power of Jaws necessarily, but few things do. I don't think that's necessarily a metric a fair metric right, to compare. Um, but there was a movie that came out earlier this year called The Empty Man. Oh, that I loved. It's a it's a it's a studio horror movie. I think it's Fox or WB. It kind of got dumped, obviously, because you know sure, sure. stuff. But it kind of got dumped onto on the streaming platforms un, unceremoniously for mm-hmm. for rent. And I think it's going to be on HBO Max or something okay. soon. But it's it's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours. But it's this real slow burn mystery horror thriller. And it's it almost feels like I think a better comparison would be almost like The Ring.
0: Oh, okay, that's so one of my I, faves.
2: I could see like I feel like the the Ring was like a quintessential sleepover movie for millennials. Oh, so good. I think the Empty Man could be that for Gen Z.
0: Oh, okay, great. I'll have to check it out.
2: Oh yeah, it's 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 super well done. The end is a little hand holding, like it's sure. a little like I wish you wouldn't have like over explained yourself, but it's. That's a quibble I have. Like the tension right. leading up to that is so good and so worth it.
0: Well, and that's funny because that's one of the things Paul and I noticed in Jaws is there's no denouement. Like we just end. Like
2: Yeah, yeah. just I used to hate the water. Like,
0: yep. Yeah. What which day I is thought it? yeah, Tuesday, which what, what yeah, is it? Day. We don't know, like no one's waiting for them. There's not the like reunion hug it. like it, you know, you're kind of left to imagine their lives just going on which i thought was you know interesting and you don't it's see that as much anymore i think mirrors. you do see a lot more hand holding and in- yeah, modern, more modern films.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of really bold choices too. Like not not even introducing your third main character until the second half of oh, the movie. yeah, like the movie's yeah. half over when we really get a good sense of who Quint is.
0: Right. I think you know, for someone like I, when I just rewatched it, it had really been a long time, and I couldn't remember all the things. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, this is a totally different movie now. Like we're, <laughs> now we're doing this with these guys. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> like- this like three hander high seas adventure movie. Right.
0: Right. Like it it really does take that
2: pivot, you know, that's
0: awesome. So what else, what else should we know about Jaws?
2: Uh, Steven Spielberg's in the movie twice. Uh, So the more well-known one is when the Coast Guard is calling to the Orca and Quint smashes the the thing. That's Spielberg. Okay. He's the voice of the Coast Guard. And most people who are in the Jaws fandom know that. The second one is at the beginning when Brody goes to get the paint supplies to to make the the signs or whatever. Sure. There's a marching band playing.
0: Okay, yeah, yep, yep, yep.
2: and Spielberg plays the flute in that marching band. I did
0: see that fact
2: somewhere? So uh, it's not it's not a visual cameo, but John Williams needed someone who couldn't really play the flute to play the flute because it sounds like because it sounds like an amateur high school band yeah so oh Spielberg that's beautiful. plays the flute in that in that part and that's oh my one gosh. of my favorite things I've learned about Jaws since we've started. oh yeah
0: you're my new hero so my favorite thing about all of this stuff and is is looking back and finding those little fun facts that people didn't know about and I did see somewhere that he was playing the flute but it didn't occur to me that like that was all why and we are obsessed with John Lipp- John Williams Center
2: (laughs) show. We're just obsessed. (laughs) I think another thing for, and this is actually an overarching thing across Spielberg's career. So, um, and I'm sure this is so prominent in the Blu-ray and the 4K restorations, the shooting stars that are happening. Yeah. um, so that wasn't planned. They just kind of happened to be. shooting. I read that too. Yeah, they they just kind of happened to be shooting during a, a meteor shower, and so there's all these like great shots of shooting stars going through the sky. Like, and the way they've edited those shots into the movie, they feel like th- the movie feels very cosmic at certain points because the the shark feels so alien, mm-hmm. and so they yeah, the water into, is another
0: the water is yeah. another world. Like, yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. And so it, it, it almost feels like it's connecting the water and the space through the shooting stars. But uh, Spielberg has even artificially inserted shooting stars into every movie he's made since then.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: so cool. So just keep an eye out when you're watching a Spielberg movie for shooting stars in the background. I'll have to
0: do that from now on. I definitely noticed the ones in Jaws and then I had read that that fact, but that's super cool. Yeah. That's really great.
2: Yeah, there's one in, there's there's a, there's a Spielberg homage in the Scorsese remake of Cape Fear as well.
0: Oh. So. Uh, oh, it's been ages since I've seen Cape Fear. So
2: Spielberg Spielberg was originally going to direct Cape Fear.
0: Wow. And
2: he was like, Scorsese should direct this. And actually gave Scorsese the job okay. so that he could go and make, I want to say Empire of the Sun, but that sounds too late. He went to, yeah, Hook maybe. Hook or Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, we just like- did
0: an episode on Hook.
2: <laughs> Did it hold up? Because that's one of my least favorite Spielberg movies. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it's so <laughs> This is long. not a
0: visual medium, but I am shaking my head vehemently. It, um, We were both really surprised by it, actually, because in my head, you know, as a kid, I probably saw it a handful of times. And I remember yeah. like, roofie, oh, and thinking yeah. like whatever you think about it as a, I don't know, 10-year-old it did not yeah, <laughs> it did not right. and and he will say as much spielberg will say as much yeah. <laughs> but that was a that was a surprise for us we thought we were going to enjoy it <laughs>
2: Yeah. More. I I remember watching I loved it as a kid. Um, I was like really into Robin Williams, especially after Aladdin. Oh, like he sure. Could do no sure. Absolutely. And so I loved it as a kid. I had some action figures. I watched it all the time. And then I watched it as a teenager and I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And I haven't revisited it You're since. Good. You're yeah. all set.
0: Let your fan memories linger.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Just don't inflict it on anybody. Yeah. It wasn't good. That's really funny. Yeah. No, I didn't know that about Cape Fear. I'll have to give it a look. So other than Jaws, what's your favorite Spielberg?
2: or oh, ones that you love. Yeah, if you had to I, do
0: if you had to do a different movie minute by minute.
2: A different Spielberg movie minute by minute.
0: Or any movie really?
2: Any movie, I would do almost complete end of the spectrum uh Creed, the 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 Rocky remake oh, type yeah, thing yeah, or yeah. sequel thing. I love that movie. That was a film and I think very much like Jaws obviously. It's just inspirational sports drama and not like a horror thriller a man versus nature type story but that is a film that when I watched it I was so in awe of the visual storytelling of it like because the, the, the movie is about you know Adonis Creed who is Apollo Creed's son from the original sure. Rocky movie and it's way less about Rocky but it's, it's more about him finding his place in like what it means when, especially when you have like, you know, his dad was famous or whatever, but when, when people put project a certain expectation on you because of who your parents are and like accepting that or rejecting that, like it's a really deep movie about finding your place within a family legacy. And I think everyone has to reckon with that at a certain age. And um, the way that the, the film blends the script and the themes within the script with the way it's illustrated in the the visual storytelling for example the very beginning of the film he gets picked up by his mom and she says like what's your name or whatever and he doesn't respond but the move the the title of the movie comes in in gigantic letters it just says creed and it's i mean it takes up the whole screen and it's gigantic letters so it's showing that the legacy of Apollo Creed is looming over this child. Absolutely, yeah. From the get-go, like he's already got the deck stacked against him in a certain way. Right. And uh, that was the moment during the movie where I was like, oh, I'm in for something special. And then the rest of the movie, like it keeps delivering on that one moment at the beginning. It's so, so well done. And I think kind of underrated, Ryan Cougar directs the crap out of it. He made Black Panther. Yeah. Um, So if you like Black Panther, go watch Creed. Um, That's a great recommendation. Even if you're if you're um, unfamiliar with the Rocky movies, I think it's more than worth a watch. Like just the the the, the way he, he tells that story is so, so good. I think it's one of the best movies of the decade.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Guys, if you want to hear more Jaws goodness, um, Jaws for a Minute podcast is on Twitter at Jaws for a Minute. And I'm assuming we can find you anywhere we can find podcasts.
2: Yep. Yeah. We're on all the major platforms.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, MJ. for talking with me today.
2: yeah, of course. thanks for having me.
0: what uh, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I so I think that this clearly not anytime soon, but I do think it goes in my Canon as like a classic. it's like one of those things where you have to know jaws. It's so iconic. it's the the only problem is it's also really terrifying in right. a, a very real way, like, Oh no, we go to the beach every year. Like this is this is it makes you think about that stuff. And but it is that it's such an iconic horror sort of movie that I feel like it goes in my canon. What about you?
0: I don't know if I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. (laughs) Like like looking back at it now. I think when I was watching it, I was more or less invested. It is In terms of storytelling, it's whatever, but like the suspense is good, the timing is good, the music is phenomenal. I Mm -hmm. like a monster movie like a lot. I don't know if I feel like I have to because you said you have to know Jaws, right? And you do, but you already just know Jaws by being alive because people do the the like and because yeah, like I don't think my kids are gonna have a better life by knowing like you gotta have a bigger boat, like and they'll probably hear it, you know? Like Yeah. So I'm undecided. I don't I don't okay. I don't know. For me, for uh, the purposes of watching something to enjoy it, I kinda prefer like the old goofy bee monster movies and I'd think I'd rather watch like a Godzilla or a King Kong before like the Jaws summer blockbuster monster movie. But if yeah. my kids really end up liking scary movies or thrillery movies, then I would certainly show it to them, but I don't know that it needs to be like top of my list.
1: I think part of the reason that Jaws is so terrifying though, in the way that like Godzilla, I watched the hell out of Godzilla movies and it's not scary. It's like a, a, you know, kaiju giant monster thing. Right. But it's not like I'm worried that Godzilla is going to. No, you're right. You're right. Because ocean.
0: sharks are real things. Right.
1: It's a part of this movie is terrifying just because you're like, Oh man, I don't want to go in the water anymore. Like that. That's a, it, the movie has a real effect. Right. I think.
0: No, I mean, I think you're right. And I, I remember, like, it's listed as one of the best horror movies of all time, blah, 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 I remember seeing, like, lots and lots of, you know, like I said, I watched more than one, like, documentary about it or about how it was one of the best, like, horror movies. I feel like I remember Courtney Cox talking about seeing it as a little kid and how she, like, the theater was so packed she couldn't sit with her dad. And then when the shark showed up, she, like, jumped six seats back into his lap. Like, ah! like, I see why it's scary. For sure. And I did think it was suspenseful and good, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was only okay for me, Doug.
1: You know, it's one of those things too, where now it's, what was this? 1975. Yeah. It's getting up there right and right some of that might some of the effect of it might be lost just because it is that frame and time
0: i do think like in terms of like storytelling and and that kind of stuff i mean i think it holds up it's still scary like
1: it's definitely still scary
0: you know the pacing and the suspense and stuff i mean that's still scary it doesn't feel like
1: but like for us this movie is 15 years old Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right in our brains or 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 something like that
0: (laughs) Right.
1: And in my son's brain, this movie is 200. Might as well
0: be 100, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> right
1: so yeah i don't know yeah i'm interested
0: uh, to see someday if he en- uh, enjoys it and or is scared of it yeah all right do we need to say anything else about jaws
1: i think we're done
0: guys if you want to hear any other uh <laughs> 70s classics let us know yep. thanks for listening thanks Joe stanza for writing our theme song you can find us on twitter at nerd Cannon. we're on instagram you can email us at nerd podcast at gmail um we will see you in two weeks with nightmare at elm street
1: we're, we're doing a whole horror summer thing, I think. Whole
0: horror summer. I love horror movies in the summer. I just, and then I take it all the way into spooky season.
1: <laughs> it's Halloween from May. Already, until it's
0: already Halloween under. in my house, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have been doing good stuff on Patreon. You should come find us and be friends with us. It's uh, patreoncom nerdcanon. And until next time,
1: keep the nerd alive.
0: Don't go in the water.
1: Dun.
2: God oh, damn it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>